Welcome to Taking the High Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver life cycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate all the feedback we've received on the show so far. Definitely keep it coming. And please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you're using to listen. Now, I'm honored today to be talking to one of the industry's most innovative and progressive minds in, in transportation, a leader in technology who has helped transform how we collect and analyze data, Steve Bryan, CEO of Blue Wire. Welcome to the show, Steve. Great to see you. Well, thank you, Jeremy. The honor is all mine, but thank you for reading the script that I sent to you to introduce me. <laughs> well, just, no, it's just always wait. good to see you, my friend. Always good to see you. Just just wait. There's more. Uh, I'm excited to dive into certainly what your latest venture, Blue Wire, is all about. And, and since our audience includes leaders in recruiting and retention, I certainly want to be sure we discuss it uh, through their lens as well. Uh, I'd also like to talk about your initial forward into, into trucking you know, with Vigilo and how you've helped modernize how we analyze and interpret data. And of course, I want to make sure we take a question submitted by a listener during our deeper dive segment. So does all that sound good to you? Sounds fantastic, Jeremy. And for those who, you know, recognize the backdrops a little bit different, I've taken taking the higher road on the road and I'm uh, actually recording this in Sonoma, California. So um, if there's any degradation of quality, uh, uh, I apologize, but you can certainly still see that I brought the exactly what to say books on either side of my shoulder. Um, but Steve, I've known you for, for many years. You've, you've always been someone I've looked up to. Uh, over 10 years ago, you founded Digilo, which later was purchased by uh, Samba Safety. We'll, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, but you recently started Blue Wire with a solid team of industry leaders. Um, can you share what, what is Blue Wire and, and what problem uh, are you helping carriers solve? Yeah, yeah, sure, Jeremy. Thank you. So this is a, yeah, this is a project that I started working on in earnest when I, when I left Samba. So I, uh, I, my deal with when I sold Vigilo to Samba in 2017, my deal was to stick around for a year, and that turned into three and a half because um, I was having a blast. A great company, and uh, you know, I was spending time out at their headquarters in Denver, and a great management team, and so I stuck around longer than than uh, maybe than they wanted me. But uh, uh, left there about about a year ago now. Um, COVID really was what kind of you know, put a stop to my trips to Denver and my participation. So started thinking about, you know, what I might do next, what my next gig might be. And of course, to me, everything looks like it can be solved with data. So, you know, it seems to me like, like they say, uh, everything to a carpenter, everything looks like a nail, right? So to me, everything looks like data ought to solve the problem. So I started pondering whether or not there might be a way to uh, collect, analyze, aggregate, perform AI, machine learning, all the buzzwords on data that might help this industry fight back against this rising tide of the so-called nuclear verdict. Uh, these, these aggressive trial lawyers who have gotten absolutely brilliant at attacking trucking companies uh, following a crash and extracting these insane, enormous, completely out of out of all touch with reality verdicts. Um, and, and they're accompanying what I call the hand grenade verdicts. The the huge increase in the what should have been a hundred thousand dollars is now five million, that type of thing. So they're not quite defined as nuclear, but overall these verdicts are out of control. So I started pondering what we might do to pull data together. And that's been about a year long, well not not quite a year. And in uh, in May, we announced that we were ready for 
the industry. Uh, by then, there are four of us that we consider to be the founders of the company, four partners, and uh, we launched the business or announced it back on May 11th, just about exactly 60 days ago. So uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, we have what we think is some unique and uh, maybe some innovative approaches to how to uh, use data to fight back. Um, and I can get into as much detail there as, there as you like. Well, I appreciate that. I, I certainly want to dive into a, a faction or a factor of it, which is you know reputation management. And I know that that's a big deal. We talk about that all the time from a, on the recruiting side, um, especially lately with, with so much information available online. You know, drivers are often reviewing online content about a carrier and stuff like that before they apply. And so, in managing that online reputation is critical. But this is this is a whole another level of that. You know. Um, <sighs> It shed a little bit more light, if you could, on, on, on exactly what Blue Wire is doing to, to help the industry push back against those trial lawyers. And, and before you answer that, I'll say I've been on Atri's Research Advisory Committee for the past uh, two, two stints now. And that has been an, an ongoing discussion, an ongoing project of you know, some research of what we can do to, to make that, uh, to change that. Because to your point, they have become absolutely brilliant at being able to, uh, really destroy, you know, in some cases, uh, some companies completely out of bounds. So, so yeah, if you could shed some light on, you know, how, how you're doing that. Yeah, well, actually, Atri is a great uh, springboard to have that conversation from because they did, as you know, back in the summer of 2020, they released their nuclear verdict study. They did a very in-depth. I mean, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Atri. I think they do an amazing job. Don't tell Dan Murray I said that. He's got a big head already. But, um, you know, they did a great job, published a really good report. And a lot of it, you know, we look, we spent a lot of time really digging into that to figure out, you know, what is it we can do differently? You know, you look around the industry and there are amazing products and solutions and services that the trucking industry has at their disposal to avail themselves of. And they run from driver recruiting, through onboarding, through compliance and risk management and driver training. I mean, the whole spectrum of things. Amazing what's available to motor carriers today that simply didn't exist or was very uh, immature, say, 15 years ago when, you know, when I started, you know, getting involved in the industry. So you ask yourself, well, why isn't that working? Why is it that we have all these amazing tools and things to avail ourselves of, and they do. Motor carriers adopt these technologies way beyond compliance, beyond what is required of them in the regulations, because they care, because they do, they care about safety. They want their drivers to get home. They do care about the motoring public. They have families. You know, this notion that motor carriers are these bad operators, you know, what you see on the truck billboards outside of every airport in the United States. You know, this is this is the reputation, the damage to the reputation is being done through that kind of it's marketing. You know, it's marketing that the plaintiff attorneys do to, you know, to scare juries. That's this reptile verdict that you'll hear him talk about, reptile theory that you'll hear him talk about. Scare them, scare jurors. Convince them that the motor carrier doesn't care about them or their families. They flaunt the rules and we're going to punish them. And it's the only way to stop this horrible, horrible behavior. So we looked at that and we said, well, what can we do? What's different? What could we do that's different? Are we just another Me Too platform, you know, along with these other amazing things? I mean, I tell people, you know, go to one of the big trade association conferences, right? And walk around the exhibit hall. And just you'd be amazed at the, the technology and the software and everything that's available. It's fantastic. 
So what, what could we do to add to that? And what we came to, Jeremy, was what is lacking, I'll call it the strategy. You know, you think about all these things that all these different product and service providers do. They're amazing, but they're tactics. They are standalone individual things. I don't I try all kinds of different analogies here to see if I can explain it. But it's like it's like we have if you were if you weren't feeling well and you didn't have a general practitioner, you didn't have a doctor, you just had a whole list of specialists you could go to. Well, you would run around to those specialists for for months, for the rest of your life, trying to figure out why do I have this one pain back here? How do I get rid of that? And and we are so humans have all of these interconnections and interlocking things that one pain back here may actually be caused by something over there. Um, what we need is that that general practitioner, the doctor we can go to who will diagnose us and send us to the correct specialist. And that's where Blue Wire sees itself in this in this equation is what we think is lacking is anyone doing the diagnosis on the motor carrier. Um, and then finding those vulnerabilities, what we call attack vectors, they are they are the things through which the plaintiffs attack uh, to it to try and convince the jury that the carrier doesn't care. And when, when we, you know, when we worked through this months, we spent kind of work digging on this, writing a business plan, rewriting the business plan. And what, what suddenly popped out at us one day is what we're talking about is reputation. That's what they that's what the plaintiffs attack. Um, so we began to talk about reputation, measuring, managing, monitoring, and that's what we came out with in uh, in May, about two months ago, and the response has just been extraordinary. It seems to have captured the imagination of the industry, suppliers, motor carriers, uh, insurance, legal, and we think maybe that's truly the piece that's been missing is this this strategy to pull all of these amazing products together. Well, uh you and I spoke, oh, sometime late last year uh, on a driver reach chat, and you you kind of were hint, you know hemming and hawing a little bit about if you were going to get into uh, if you're going to start up another company. You you weren't shedding any light on what that was yet, but obviously the the wheels were turning. You knew there was a significant problem in the space. You knew that that this was an opportunity for you to uh, provide you know value and help you know alleviate this this major challenge, this major problem, and I. Uh, you know, you have a great reputation, you know, as an innovative uh, technology leader in the industry. So uh, I have no doubt that that Blue Wire, uh, Blue Wire will be a successful venture and help a lot of companies uh, combat that ever increasing uh, the nuclear verdicts and settlement you know, challenges they face. Um, but I, I, I as as a as a as a startup founder myself, I wonder, you know, you also might be a glutton for punishment because man, this is a lot of work starting from scratch. <laughs> now you've done this a lot yeah. more than I have, but, uh, and I think having that track record certainly, certainly helps. Uh, but you, you mentioned well, a lot I'll, of, I'll tell you, Jeremy, one thing, one thing, uh, sorry to, to cut you off there, but one thing, you know, I have, this is my seventh software startup going back oh, to 1989. Oh. And, uh, but I'm, you know, there's one thing that's significantly different this time, which I am super excited about. I have partners. Never did that before. No, it was always just the Stevie show, starting something up and trying to figure it out. And this time, I not only have three other co-founders of the company, amazing, you know, amazing gentlemen with a lot of experience, but we have been able to recruit a board of directors uh, that are simply rock stars of the industry. We have an advisory board that we're just about have completed, uh, 10 or so people from all different areas of practice within the industry that are just an amazing roster of talent. 
and thought leadership in, in, in their own right. So it, it is it is a lot of work, but I'm having a lot of fun because I have a whole team that is aligned on this. And it's not just me out, you know, quite frankly, having to go to all the conferences like you are. <laughs> right. Well, and, and well said, I think uh, if, if I were to have an opportunity to do something like like this again and, and start up another uh, company, I think I, I agree. That's the that's the way to do it. Um, you mentioned a lot of other safety solutions, right? You mentioned a lot of companies that are great companies that you see when you go to trade shows, you see them. Uh, how, how is how is what Blue Wire is doing, you know, different from all those other solutions? And and are there synergies in some in some areas? Oh, I think I think synergy is the name of the game, Jeremy. We we will rely on partnerships that we will create with your company and with all those companies throughout that imaginary exhibit hall that I just described. There won't be, let me see if I can explain, there won't be a single driver record anywhere in the Blue Wire system. We're not getting into the driver behavior. We're not going to dig down deep. We're not going to tell you which driver or which place or which location needs your attention. What we're going to do is tell you these are the vulnerabilities that you have to your reputation. And this is what the plaintiffs go after. There's no nuclear verdict ever, not one that that arose from the facts of a, a specific crash. The specific crash is only the open door to go in and find those vulnerabilities and paint you as a bad operator, as a motor carrier. So we absolutely must have the partnership and the cooperation of all of the suppliers in the industry from from that first moment of, of recruiting drivers, I'll give you an example. This would be an area you'll know well. Uh, we've, we've, one of the things we're going to be doing a lot of is called text mining. So we are going to be, essentially, we have technology. We're always working on it. It's going to consume huge volumes of textual material, written material from websites, from policy manuals, from everywhere. Even we found one of the places that uh, really exposes carriers is in the chatter that takes place between the dispatcher and the driver. I don't care how many hours you've got left. You get that load delivered. Imagine that on a PowerPoint and trial. You know, you're toast. You're done. So all that stuff can be found with text mining. And one of the areas we've already started to look at is we pointed that text mining technology at the driver job boards in the industry. And we find even there a lot of opportunity to clean up that language, to introduce safety as a bigger component of the the enticement to join our company, as opposed to just money, you know, things like that. So, you know, we think there's opportunity from the moment of recruiting, onboarding. Are you running PSP reports on all your drivers, background checks? What do you do with criminal, that type of thing? All these things are the those attack vectors that if you don't have really good answers to them, that's where the plaintiff will get you, you know, at trial or in depositions, they'll just murder you because you don't have good answers to these things. And all the way through the compliance and driver training and everything from, you know, DQ files, driver training, my old friend CSA, uh, I have to get back into that a little bit. Um, uh, and then on into the claims process. So that's, that's really, that's why it is so critically important to us. You know, there won't be a single driver record in our system. You will not come to us to find out anything about a specific driver. That is for those of you in the industry that do those those kinds of services that have to be a part of this. We're the glue, the, the glue, I think, that maybe binds this together and gives the carrier a very focused reason as to why do I need this and this and this 
to fight back against nuclear verdicts. And I think we're going to give a very clear roadmap and give that answer for lots of the services in the industry. That is really fascinating. Just the concept of the of that text mining that you talk about. I don't I've never heard anybody even talk like that. I don't think anyone's thinking that way and realizing um, how vulnerable they are, especially in, in areas like that. And so and that's all discoverable. And I think that's something that nobody thinks about. It absolutely is. Yeah, we're even we're even uh, we're even turning it on ourselves, Jeremy. We are going to have we are going to text mine all of the incoming customer support inquiries, and it can it can read. It's called sentiment analysis. You can tell how angry a customer is based on words they use and cadence and things like that. And we can actually escalate cases internally based on emotion. So we're, we're going to use it on ourselves to do a better job for our customers, and we're going to point it outward so that they can understand where they might tune up their various efforts to, to fend off these uh, these reptile lawyers, I like to call them. All caps? Is all caps uh, indicative of them yelling at you? Yeah, I don't know. Giving them all caps <laughs> almost gives them too much. That almost makes them too credible. You know, All small, all small, all lowercase. So... You know, you, you mentioned COVID earlier, and obviously that's been something that we've been dealing with for the last year and a half. Uh, what impact do you feel the, the, the global pandemic has had on, on, on companies embracing technology? Is, do you feel like now is the time that that's changed? Yeah, wow. What a great question. Um, well, let's see. Two answers. So let me give you the answer. So from the perspective of a motor carrier, I think the answer is absolutely. I mean, all, all of us, right? Every business has embraced this, you know, the way you and I are meeting today. I mean, there's not that we wouldn't have done a webinar, but, you know, we always would have erred on the side of being together somewhere. You know, that's just the way this industry was wired. And I think it still is very, you know, it's very much a relationship business. But, you know, we all saw throughout the last year plus a lot of openness to conducting business this way. Hey, let's get on and talk about it, whether it's a support issue, a sales issue, a partnership issue, a product development issue. So I think it's, it's, I think for the motor carriers, there's a lot of, a lot of embracing of technology that if anything is accelerated through COVID. I know for us, for Blue Wire, we, we have made the decision out of the gate. We are a 100% virtual company forever. We will never have an office, uh, have no intention of it. And the, the benefits we see for us as a startup company or for just really any and, and look, tech companies have an advantage because it is a little easier for us to imagine remote workers. We don't have physical product to touch and that kind of thing. So it's a little bit easier for us. And we're all probably a little more comfortable with technology. Uh, but for us, it opens up huge opportunity for people. You know, I mean, you know, this industry better than I do. And imagine if you could just sit down and make a list of the the best of the best people in this industry. And suddenly you don't have to worry about the fact that they don't happen to reside in Portland, Oregon. You know, we can bring you onto the team wherever you are. Oh, and your developers in the Ukraine or India or some of these other places, South America, huge opportunity opens up to us to get people to work on this problem. So we're excited about that. Is that, are you sharing here that, uh, that there are opportunities today still, uh, for Blue Wire? Are you looking for? For, 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 yeah, for, for, for people, oh my gosh. In, yeah. uh, especially we, developers. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yes, we are, we are, uh, so we've gone through the business planning process. We announced ourselves and we are 
and I didn't prompt this question. You asked it. But we are literally this this week. We are beginning. We posted our first job postings over the weekend, and we are now in recruiting mode. So that that is something that took a little time. We needed to get a little bit of little fuel in the tank, so to speak, money in the bank. Um, so we have that, and we're continuing on that process. But we are we are essentially. Just like uh, Richard Branson did yesterday, we're ready for launch. Nice, nice. Well, that's really cool to hear. Um, real quick, I do want to take a, deep, a deeper dive because we do have a question uh, from a listener who's you know, seeking expert advice, and this is about technology. And the question is, will technology, mainly autonomous technology, remove the need for truck drivers in the not-too-distant future? I mean, I know this is not exactly what we're talking about, but I'm just curious from a technology standpoint, uh, what's your take on that? Do you have any thoughts on that? No, it's a topic uh, near and dear to my heart. I, I did sit for two years on the ATA's autonomous vehicle subcommittee, so it's a topic I'm somewhat uh, somewhat interested in for sure. In fact, I uh, at the company uh, at Samba, I took a rather probably what was an extreme position. We used to talk about that a lot at Samba, as you can imagine. A, a world without human drivers uh, is is a new challenge to a company like Samba Safety that does driver monitoring. So you know, it's a topic we thought a lot about. Um, I think, I think the, the answer is it's going to be a very slow progression. There will be levels of adoption. There'll be technology. Look, we're all, we already have it. We even have it in our personal cars. You go buy a new car today, it's going to have lane departure and forward looking radar and, and, you know, adaptive cruise control. Those are all starting to be part of an autonomous world, right? But I don't think we're going to see totally you know, robot trucks driving around anytime soon. So I think if the if the question is, you know, should we just kind of wait for that and that'll solve all of our problems, I would say that would be extremely wishful thinking. I, I think it's probably, you know, decades away before we see that kind of, you know, our own, you know, we can't even all agree to fix our bridges. How are we going to develop the infrastructure needed to support autonomous vehicles. Uh, there's a ton of work that needs to be done. And then there's just the public acceptance of it to be uh, on top of that. Right. Yeah. No, I, 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 uh, I tend to agree with you there. And, and uh, you, you mentioned Samba safety. And so I do, as I mentioned earlier, you know, Samba had, had purchased, uh, you know, your previous startup Vigilo. Do you foresee further uh, consolidation in the industry as, as more uh, technology solutions come available? Oh, yeah. Now, this is pure conjecture, so I'm no expert on this, but uh, I think we've, we're seeing it, right? And, you know, we saw Omnitrax recently was acquired. Smart Drive was acquired by Omnitrax previous to that. Um, not to focus too much on the Omnitrax piece, but they also uh, did an acquisition of, of Supervision, which is another driver monitoring system. So that looks to me like there's a lot of that kind of, call it transactional deal activity going on in the industry. And look, I think it's needed. It makes a lot of sense. If you look at, look at almost any other industry, banking or go to healthcare or any of the others, there's a lot of big systems that cover the entire spectrum of what that industry needs. Trucking doesn't have that. We're all a bunch of disconnected systems. I mean, you can't have a conversation with a motor carrier where they won't ask you, well, how does your thing integrate with that thing? And how does that thing integrate with this thing? So I think that we badly need some leadership around consolidation of a lot of these technologies. It's going to make it better for everybody. Now, of course, I love competition, so I'd like to not see it be too uh, too consolidated. 
but uh, I, I think it's I, and there's look, there's a ton of deal money out there. You know, you see money out there looking for a place to be invested. So I think you put all that together and and uh, given the 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 critical nature of this industry and the the you know quite frankly the focus that's been on it through COVID, I think there's probably you're going to see a lot more of that. What uh, you know, I'll just say what Omnitrax has been doing. Well, that's good news for us, I think. Would you yeah, agree? I, I don't really, I don't want to really want to be. I don't want to be acquired just yet, Jeremy. No, no, not yet. But <laughs> just that environment in general, I think, is good. It's good. It's certainly good for us. It's good for the industry. Uh, it's good for yeah. for innovation and, and progress. Absolutely, um, absolutely agree. Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. Always great to catch up with you, and uh, I look forward to sure. seeing you in person Anytime, Jeremy. soon. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Taking the High Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the High Road on whatever platform you listen. Until next time, thank you for Taking the High Road. <laughs>